Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. He did a dream, a dream, though what's harder to live? Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome into episode 82 of the Hoopers Log. Yes, episode 82 on March 1st, 2016. Yes, March Madness begins. It doesn't mean March Madness begins necessarily on March 13th or March 16th or whenever you, March 17th, whenever the first day of the tournament is. March Madness begins technically today. Yes, I know it's because it is the beginning of March, March 1st. But uh, conference tournaments get started today. There are two that begin today, three that begin tomorrow, three more that begin Thursday, three more that begin Friday, and then a couple that start on Saturday. We have got March Madness starting up today, and it is going to be crazy here in the Hooper's Log, episode 82 here on Tuesday, March 1st, 2016. For those of you that don't know, my name is Simo Buckets. I am here in the Hooper's Log through CLNS Radio in the Seat Geek Studios. The phone number, if you'd like to call in, is 323. 323- Six four two, one five five eight. We'll give you a preview of what to expect in those two conference tournaments beginning today. We're going to briefly talk about the NBA. We're going to give you our top ten performances of the month of February uh, through the whiteboard. Where the performance we will give you those at the end, very end of the show. This will be a very heavy college basketball show. Basically, from here on out, it'll be a lot of college basketball until the Final Four and the National Championship weekend in college basketball. But for now, we're going to go through call, we're going to go through the NBA. We're going to fly through it. I called it Players of the Week last week. I called it Steph Curry and Kyle Lowry got it in the Western and Eastern Conference. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm pretty good at that stuff. I can get those predictions down pretty well. And I got it done this time. Andrew Norris should be in with us shortly. Uh, I've Hopefully he'll be in here sooner than later. We'd love to get some take on uh, through him. On some things. Uh, an update, real quickly. Obviously, the YouTube channel is up. I will get the first video up right after the show. I will start my introductory video and I will get it to you ASAP. Again, go search the YouTube, uh, the Hooper's Law. Go check it out. It should be up here within the next hour, basically after the show. This should only be about a half an hour show. We should fly through today and get through all that we need to get through. Um, we're going to break down the rankings in college basketball, probably the second-to-last rankings before the, uh, the Selection Sunday uh, show happens. Uh, so we will break those down, the latest rankings for you. Obviously, talk about conference tournaments, wiper-worthy performances of the month, and obviously uh, uh, wiper-worthy performances from last night. There were seven games in the NBA. We went four and three in the NBA, um, and we did pretty well. There's six games tonight. We'll give you our picks later on in the show. 
Uh, and we'll just really – today's a big show. It's a big, big show today. It's a big introductory to March Madness and it all, as it all begins today in the Patriot League in the Atlantic Sun Conference as they get their tournament started today. Let's get it going, Kevin Hart. Let's get it started. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Episode 82 today, an NBA TV Tuesday with the beginning of March Madness in the world of college basketball. We should be having an insider from the Colonial Conference come on our show prior to the prior to the conference championship game on Saturday, on on Monday next week. It's going to be crazy here over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, as March Madness gets it going in the conference tournaments, and we get it ready for you. Also, next Tuesday on the 8th of March, so a week from today. We will have our three-quarter poll NBA season update. We will update you on who we think will should win all the awards, all the you know basically what we've seen to this point in the season. The uh, three-quarters poll of the NBA season is pretty much this week at the end of this week, but we'll give it to you on Tuesday and really break down for you what's to come in the final six to five to six weeks in the NBA season. But from last night in the NBA, obviously, as those you can imagine, the Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Indiana Pacers last night by four. They did not cover the spread, unfortunately. It happens. It happens in the NBA, but, hey, we're here to expect it and, and things like that happen. The Cavs win 100-96 against the Indiana Pacers. There's conflict and talk about how Kyrie Irving potentially is having problems with the Cleveland Cavaliers and, 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 his, and his like for the team. Look, man, I think he's fine. I think he's doing okay. On this team, I don't think he has any problems playing with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think it's a non-issue, and from there we'll go forward. The Cavs get the victory, though. They're now 42 and 17, 25 and 5 at home. Still a tough team overall. Best team in the Eastern Conference by far, dominating there in the East at 42 and 17. And the Pacers drop to 31 and 29. Both teams are hovering around that 60-game mark. There's about 22 games left to go in the regular season. Like I said, the three-quarters poll of the season is upon us, and it's coming close to a close. Uh, the Wizards only win by eight. I called it last night. They were 12.5-point favorites. They did not cover that spread. The 76ers plus the 12.5 got it done. The Wizards get the victory, 116-108. to 108. John Wall, big-time performance there, 37 points, seven assists, four rebounds, and three steals on a 58 on the whiteboard performance scale as he absolutely dominated in that one. Uh, Marcin Gortat had 20 rebounds, 18 points, 20 rebounds, five assists, and three blocks, a 51 on the whiteboard performance scale. And the Wizards get the victory now 29 and 30, still hovering as a potential playoff team in the Eastern Conference. They are only a couple of games back of a spot there in the East. It is crazy how close it's getting down the wire that we come here in the Eastern Conference. In the Eastern Conference, in Boston, the Celtics win by five. They did not cover the five-and-a-half point spread. If you got the spread at five, obviously you got to push. Uh, but the Celtics win 100-95. to Jay Crowder had a pretty good game, 22 points, three rebounds. The Celtics do get the victory, though. This is a tough game to call. I'm telling you, Vegas got it right for the most part. But overall, it's just a very, very tough game to uh, pick in the uh, – when, whenever Vegas puts up a five-point spread, you know it's going to be a difficult game to call. Bucks get the victory over the Rockets. They're 128-121. to There were a lot of white boys performances in this one. Trevor Ariza, 20 points, 11 assists, eight rebounds, and two steals, a 52 on the white boys performance scale, two rebounds shy of a triple-double. Dwight Howard, 30 points, 13 rebounds, a 49 on the white boys performance scale, but we're giving it an honorable mention because 30 points and 13 rebounds is absolutely ridiculous. James Harden. 
26 points, 9 assists, 6 rebounds, 3 steals, another ho-hum. 53 on the wet board, the performance skill. Giannis Antetokounmpo, though, was the one with the triple-double. 18 points, 17 rebounds, 11 assists, 4 steals, and 2 blocks. A 63 on the wet board, the performance skills. He got a triple-double in that one. And Jabari Parker, 36 points, eight, 5 assists, and 4 rebounds as the and two steals as he got a 52 on the whiteboard performance. I think it's his first whiteboard performance of the season as Jabari Parker absolutely went off in that one. Uh, and and the Bucks get the victory, 128 to 121. They were two point underdogs. I took the Bucks in that one, obviously getting the victory. My lock of the day, though, I was incorrect on this one. The Grizzlies getting the victory, 103 to 96. I thought the Nuggets would win this game outright, and they were underdogs by two and a half points. I was completely wrong, and the Nuggets lose. They're now 23 and 27. It's looking more and more faded, or 23 and 37. Excuse me looking more and more or less like they're not going to get into the postseason. And the Grizzlies still just chugging along with their lack of big man in Marcus All. Zach Randolph, 22 points, six assists, four rebounds. A pretty solid game there for him. The Grizzlies get the victory 103-96. to Thunder destroy the Kings 131-116. to DeMarcus Cousins almost went haywire on uh, Stephen Adams. And Kevin Durant and, and DeMarcus Cousins got into a pushing match. You talk about a big-time uh, just just – Head case DeMarcus Cousins is becoming in the NBA. I love the guy, though, because he's passionate. Look, DeMarcus Cousins is the modern-day Rasheed Wallace, people. Just look at it. Think about it. The Rasheed Wallace has probably never had the amount of talent that DeMarcus Cousins has. I mean, again, 35 points, 12 rebounds, 4 steals, and 3 assists last night, a 63 on the whiteboard, the performance scale. But DeMarcus Cousins is still dominating. I mean, he's still playing the best any big man is playing in the NBA right now. There's nothing really you can say. I mean, he's that talented of a player. And getting it done the way he has is incredible from the perspective of DeMarcus Cousins. Again, he's dominating at the big man position lately. And, and seeing him do what he's done, it's been incredible. And again, they didn't quite get the win. Obviously, now 24 and 34, really starting to fall back in that Western Conference. is now they're about four or five games back in the West um, of a potential playoff spot. And, and knowing that, it's it's getting more and more difficult. And you're starting to see more and more the eighth spot become more and more defined. Obviously, Houston and Utah are fighting for that eighth spot in the West. The Portland Trailblazers are three games up on both those teams, and obviously the Mavericks are with the Portland Trailblazers as well. You're seeing really the eighth spot become more and more defined, and I think as time moves forward, we're going to see that Sacramento, New Orleans, and Denver are really just going to fade back where Minnesota, Phoenix, and L.A. are at, or the Lakers are at in that perspective. I, I think it's I think it's, it's more than likely going to happen that we see that the Sacramento Kings fall out of contention here in the next month or so, definitely as the season starts to roll to its uh, its concluding uh, end there in mid-April. So I think we're going to see the Sacramento Kings start to drift back, and we're going to see really it become a nine-team race in the Western Conference, or at least a three-team race in the, in the, for the eighth spot, the final spot in the playoffs. Uh, other, a couple other white board performances in that one. Russell Westbrook, 20 points, 15 assists, 13 rebounds, three steals, a 66 on the whiteboard performance scale on leap day. Think about that. Two triple doubles on leap day. There have been four triple doubles in the last 30 years on leap year February, the 29th of February. And Russell Westbrook and Giannis Antetokounmpo were uh, two of those four. Crazy, crazy historical uh, implications there when it comes to the leap year day. Uh, in 2016, also, uh, uh, you know, like I said, Russell Westbrook had a whiteboard for him. Kevin Durant, 27 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, and two steals at 56 on the whiteboard performance scale. Kevin Durant going off again. He has been just outscoring everybody. He, I think, the last time he didn't score, he's only 
he has only not scored 20 points one time this season, Kevin Durant. He's been unbelievable this year scoring the basketball for that team. And the Nets lose to the Clippers only by 10, so they covered the spread there. They were a 13-point underdog. Clippers get the victory 105-95. to uh, Clippers win again. They're now 39-20. and 20. They, They're looking more and more like a potential contender in the Western Conference. Big-time stuff there by the Clippers as they get the victory. Chris Paul, wipe away the performance, 23 points, 12 assists, 6 rebounds, and two steals, a 55 on the whiteboard, the performance skill, and Brooke Lopez also had a 50 for himself. 25 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, and two blocks, a 50 on the whiteboard, the performance skill for Brooke Lopez. Those are your recaps of the games from last night. Again, we only went four and three. We did not do so hot. We haven't been looking so hot over these last three days, but I'm telling you today, I'm feeling like we're going to do well. We'll give those picks to you at the very end of the show. Again, the show should only be about a half an hour, and obviously we're going to fly through what we have in college basketball from last night in the world of college basketball kansas the number one team in the nation by far now winning by 30 over the texas longhorns 86 to 56 talk about a team now that has a legit chance if they win their conference tournament especially if they win their conference tournament they are the number one seed in all of college basketball north carolina beating syracuse 75 70 and iowa state beating oklahoma state 58 to 50 um here, going into the top 25 from last night, obviously Kansas being ranked number one, Michigan State right there at number two, Villanova three, Virginia four, Xavier five, Oklahoma at six, Miami of Florida at seven, North Carolina at eight, Oregon at nine, and West Virginia at ten. Louisville's at number 11, but remember, they're not going to be able to go into the the, uh, the uh, NCAA tournament this year. They've had self-imposed sanctions on what they did in the offseason for recruiting. Indiana at number 12, leading the, leading the Big Ten right now. Utah 13, Maryland 14, Purdue 15, Iowa at 16, obviously dropping back as they lost a couple of games over the weekend. Duke 17, Arizona 18, Baylor at 19, Texas A&M at 20, uh, Iowa State at 21, Kentucky is at 22, Texas 23. Obviously, they just lost. They have 10 losses now. Only team with 10 losses in the top 25, SMU 24-4, and four, and California at 21-8. and eight. They're at 25. Um, it's, it is insane. I mean, I'm telling you, the, the difference between the number 25 team and the number one team, Kansas is 26-4 and four now. California is 21-8. and eight. Four loss separating between 1 and 25. This is going to be the closest March Madness I think we've ever seen in the, in, in the history of March Madness from the standpoint of every team is very similar. Look, I mean, you can make the case that Kansas has the most talent, and I agree. I think they have the most talent when it comes to being the most successful in the in the NCAA tournament coming up and definitely in their conference tournament. But who knows, man, it's a crapshoot at this point. You've got you got three teams in the top 10 from the Big 12 in Oklahoma, West Virginia, and Kansas. And then you got three teams in the SEC or excuse me, in the ACC. Uh, in North Carolina, Miami, Florida, and Virginia. Uh, then you got two teams in the Big East, uh, Xavier and Villanova. Then you got a, then you got one team in the Big Ten and one team in the Pac-12. And then you got multitude of teams in the Big Ten and, and Pac-12 that are in the top 25 that are that are just hovering. It, it, the SEC is also hovering. You've got a lot of conferences right now hovering, and teams really just waiting to get into this top 25. And I don't think it's really that big of a deal because really. Like I said, from Kansas all the way down to California, SMU even as 24-4. and four. I mean, you've got teams that are all just so similar in the way that they play. Iowa's 20-8, and eight, and they're number 16 in the country. Just think about that, 20-8, and eight, and they're number 16 in the country. It is a crazy time right now in college basketball, and conference tournaments get started today as uh, the top 25 really doesn't matter anymore as conference tournaments begin 
and in the Patriot League, today in the Patriot League, it all begins as, um, let's see, where are the games? They should have the tournament games up here. I know they have uh, the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, excuse me, the Atlantic Sun Conference is getting started today. The Patriot League is starting with Lafayette and Navy. They're starting today in the Patriot League. I'm going to give you my predictions on who I think is going to win the Patriot League. Look, uh, this year in the Patriot League, uh, Bucknell has clearly been the more dominant team, 14-4. and four. Uh, 13-5 and five is Lehigh and Boston University. All three of these teams have really kind of hovered around one another when it comes to their talent. Bucknell has really been – the face of this league over the last couple of seasons. I know Lafayette got it done last year in the tournament, but this year they're nowhere near a chance to do it. They're six and 23 coming into this year. Lafayette is. And then the rest of the league, really it's Bucknell Lehigh and Boston university. And on the outskirts are the two uh, uh, military schools and army and Navy Colgate and American are right there as well, but they're not really winning programs. Um, you got Bucknell Lehigh and Boston university. And when it comes to this tournament, I honestly think Bucknell is going to be the team that's going to go all the way through the championship game, and they're going to win it. But don't be shocked if Boston University and Lehigh really create a spark and a buzz there against a team like Bucknell. Because, look, one thing we've learned about conference tournaments over the years, especially in the smaller conference tournaments, which we are really going to be talking about here during this week up until next week, until once the big conference tournaments start next week, the smaller ones are starting now. And Bucknell, Boston University, and Lehigh, all three of these teams have a chance of winning this, this conference. Lehigh, clearly 13-5, and five, only one game back at Bucknell. And Boston University at one point was ahead of Lehigh. You're talking about three teams that really have a chance of getting in there. So those are the three teams you need to hear from in the Patriot League. Um, I honestly think Bucknell is going to get it done. They've had history of playing well in their conference tournament. Clearly they have a chance this year, but don't sleep on Lehigh and Boston University. Bucknell won the, won the conference championship regular season. Uh, that doesn't mean anything in small conferences as Bucknell needs to win this conference tournament to get into the big dance as a spot, uh, an automatic qualifier. So look out for that conference there as obviously it gets going today between Navy and Lafayette. In the Atlantic Sun standings, look, North Florida is up two games on Florida Gulf Coast, NJIT, and Jacksonville. 10-4 and four is what North Florida is at. They won this conference tournament last year. They got into the NCAA tournament. They played okay. Um, clearly, uh, this is one of the smaller conferences in all of basketball. Everyone remembers who Florida Gulf Coast was from about two, three years ago when they had their unbelievable run in 2013 of getting to the Sweet 16. This was America's Cinderella team from two, three years ago as they were Dunk City flying around the place. It was unbelievable stuff from Florida Gulf Coast. Do I think they have a chance of winning this tournament? Sure. Do I think they will? I don't think so. North Florida is 21 and 10. They're the only team in this conference with 20 plus wins. They're 10 and four. They're, they're two games up on everybody else. NJIT and Jacksonville have shown that they have the capability to compete with this team, but will they do it? I don't think so. I honestly think after the first round in this tournament, which is, which is starting today on Thursday, on March 3rd, the, the semifinals for this tournament are going to be, are going to be unbelievable. I mean, you got North Florida, Florida Gulf coast are more than likely going to play one another. Then you got uh, Jacksonville and NGIT playing each other in the semifinals. And then obviously the championship on, on Sunday on March 6th between North Florida. And I think it's going to be North Florida and NGIT getting into the championship game on Sunday. I think North Florida is really going to steamroll everybody. And what they do in this tournament will really dictate how you should really uh, decide your bracket depending upon where they're picked. Because if they do well in this tournament and then they get a week off and they practice and they play well, 
who's to say if they don't get a 16 seed that they can't knock off a number one seed this year? Look, I know I just said it. 26 and four is Kansas. They're not. They're not 30 and one. They're not. They're not 29 and one. They're not dominating. They're great. They're great talent wise. I don't even think North Florida is going to get a 16 seed because if they did, I think they'd have a chance of knocking off a top four seed in, in, in the world of college basketball. I think they're going to be more like a 13, 14 seed, whoever comes out of this conference, really depending upon who wins it. Obviously, if you have a team like Lipscomb or, or Kennesaw State win the Atlantic Sun Conference, they're going to be a 16 seed. But if you have a team like North Florida win, they might actually get in there as a 13 or a 14 seed because they've been pretty dominant in this smaller conference. And obviously, if a team like Florida Gulf Coast goes, just because of their, their recognition alone from two, three years ago, you got to give them an opportunity to be a top 12, uh, at least a 12, uh, 13 seed nomination because of what they did a while back. They were a losing program coming into the tournament last uh, three, three years ago. And look at what they've done since then. They haven't done anything. They haven't really done much. But they're coming into this tournament with a favorable seed, four seeds playing Kennesaw State. you got to give them a chance, the Florida Gulf Coast guys. They've got a chance of getting it done. I think North Florida overall, though, is going to win this one. I mean, again, 10 and 4 in conference. They're going to dominate. They're going to get it done. North Florida should win the Atlantic Sun standing uh, uh, conference uh, tournament starting today. The Patriot League and Atlantic Sun, they will get it started tipping off today in conference play tomorrow. There are three more conferences starting up, and we'll preview those tomorrow for you on the 2nd of March. The America East standings, uh, uh, America East, American East conference tournament the Northeast Tournament, and the Ohio Valley Tournament. All three of those tournaments will be starting tomorrow on Wednesday, and we will talk about that and give you our prediction of who we think is going to get it done in that one there. Um, and then, obviously, on Thursday, we have the quarterfinals and semifinals for the Atlantic Sun and Patriot League. Um, and then we have, uh, on Thursday, there are three more tournaments starting there, the Big South, the MAAC, the Missouri Valley, which, to be honest, isn't really a small conference anymore. It's turning into one of those bigger, middle-of-the-pack, above-average conferences in the world of college basketball. That is starting on Thursday, and be anticipating that one as well. Friday, there are three as well. Colonial, obviously, we're going to have someone here on the Colonial uh, uh, talking to us through the show on Monday. Definitely, I think the Monday uh, is the championship game for the Colonial Tournament. We will talk to him there. Uh, and that will get kicked off on Friday. Southern, the Southern Conference will also start on Friday, and then the West Coast Conference, that's the one with Gonzaga and St. Mary's, that will get started on Friday. Saturday, Horizon League and the Summit League will be starting, and then Sunday there should be championship games and semifinals getting going as of Sunday, March 6th. So we'll preview all that for you per day here on the Hoopers Log, and we'll talk more college basketball as time moves forward and we'll keep it all on track and we'll give you scores and updates every single day from each tournament. We'll recap the games from the Atlantic Sun and Patriot League standings uh, uh, conference tournaments for you here on the Hoopers Log. And if you'd like to call in, the phone number is 323-642-1558. I, did, I am going to give you the top 10 performances of the month of February. The show might go past 30 minutes. I apologize. I said it would go 30 minutes. It actually may go past that in essence of everything. Wipe away performances of the month. We'll give those in a little bit. Players of the month. Who do I think is player of the month in the month of February? I think Steph Curry is going to get it, to be honest with you. I think Steph Curry should get it. He's the guy who has broken the record for the biggest uh, – he has broken the record for the, the, the most three-pointers ever, and it's as of February. This team has clinched a playoff spot. They're now – 
the greatest team to start the record that they have at 53 and five. They're dominant. They're just flat out dominant. They're, they're the best team in the NBA. There's no debate about that. And what Steph Curry's doing is unprecedented and it's amazing. Um, you got to give him the player of the month in the month of February for what he has done. And I think in the Eastern conference, you got to give it to either a guy um, like Kyle Lowry, or you're going to have to give it to a guy, uh, give it to a team like the Boston Celtics. Look, the Boston Celtics are a top three team in the Eastern Conference by far now, and they have proven that they just, they're, they're really, they're there to stay. 36 and 25, two games up on Miami, and they're only five and a half games or four and a half games back of Toronto. And if this team keeps playing the way they're playing all of March and they get into April and they, and they keep contending, they might be a 50 win ball club. They're on pace to get 50 wins this year, people. If the Boston Celtics keep playing this way, that's only 14 wins away. If they can get 14 wins here over their next uh, over their next 21 ball games, who's to say that they can't contend for a 50 wins this season? That can totally happen. It's a, it's a definite possibility. It can happen. Do I think it will? I mean, that's a, it's a tough stretch. Definitely can be doable. I honestly would give the Eastern Conference Player. Uh, of the month award to LeBron James, just because of the fact that Cleveland's just been so dominant. They've gone through so many changes this month. If you really think about it over the past month in February, they really have uh, been a team that has just, that has just gone through a lot of turmoil and a lot of changes. And if you want to put a coach of the month on there, you got to put Tyron Lue in the Eastern conference. This whole Cleveland Cavalier thing has been unbelievable from the standpoint of they've really had a juggling fest as of mid January, all the way up until now changing their head coach, changing, you know, their personnel, obviously players switching out. They now have a new kind of uh, bench of coming off the bench now with guys like Channing Fry. They got kind of a little bit of a different system going on there in Cleveland, and they're still head and shoulders, uh, knees and ankles, toes and, toes and shins above everybody in the East. They're that dominant. And being that far ahead, only two and a half games ahead of Toronto, keeping pace and being above those guys with the amount of turmoil they've had and still being this dominant, it's incredible. And I know they're going through a little bit of a tough stretch right now, but the Cleveland Cavaliers have just been absolutely dominating uh, this month of February. And uh, definitely as, after the trade deadline, they found a way to get it done. I'd give it to LeBron James' player of the month in the West. Obviously, Kyrie Irving is not as far, far stretched to say. I, I mean, you almost have to give it to Steve Kerr. He came back. Uh, obviously, you've got to give it to him, and you've got to give them their shot and their, and their praise for their ability to keep playing the way they've played. Again, 53-5 and five are the Golden State Warriors heading into March. The greatest, the greatest November, December, January, February, four months in NBA history to start a season by the Golden State Warriors. There's no debate. I don't think anyone will ever debate that going forward, and uh, the history books will show that this is the greatest team to ever start in a three-month stretch in NBA history. I don't see Andrew Norris on the line. Hopefully we get him on here shortly. Uh, if not, it's all good. We'll get him tomorrow, and we'll talk about our picks here in just a moment. But I'm going to give you the top ten performances of the month of February 2016. Here we are, and here we go. Let's get it going. There were ten. One of them is an honorable mention, obviously, because he scored a 70 on the wet boy performance, just like Kyle Lowry did. But DeMarcus Cousins, with an honorable mention, 26 points, 15 rebounds, 9 assists, and 2 steals, and 2 blocks. A 70 on the whiteboard performance scale. That was only about 4 or 5 days ago. Uh, on the 26th of February, a 70 on the whiteboard performance scale. As DeMarcus Cousins went off in that game against the Clippers. I believe it was a loss, but he still went off in that one. Kyle Lowry, 43 points. This is number 10 on the whiteboard performance scale. Kyle Lowry, 43 points. 
nine assists, five rebounds, and four steals. A 70 on the whiteboard performance scale on the same day DeMarcus Cousins had his 70, but that was because he had a game winner against the Cleveland Cavaliers. You got to give it to him on that one. And in fact, here is the highlight of that game win.
it's going to rain. We're back here in the Hooper's Log. Obviously, when you live out here in the Pacific Northwest and the clouds are overhanging and uh, and you get cut off, this is what's going to happen from time to time, and I apologize for that. Uh, thank you again for listening, and I apologize for that circumstance there. Anyway, back to the show. Uh, if, if I got cut off where I was talking, I apologize for that. Uh, I was talking about DeMarcus Cousins and his dominating performance. He had 37 points, 20 rebounds, four blocks, and two assists on the 19th of February. On the 26th of February, Chris Paul went off for, for a number three performance in the white forward performance. 40 points, 13 assists, eight rebounds, and two steals, a 76 on the white forward performance scale. And number two on the white forward performance scale, Paul Gasol, 22.16 rebounds, 14 assists, and three blocks, a 77 on the white forward performance scale. Reason being, Paul Gasol was so more, much more dominant than Russell Westbrook for his triple-double because he's not, a, he's not a small guy. Little guys, they generally can run around the court more, do more things. They can't grab his – obviously, Russell Westbrook grabbing 19 rebounds is impressive, but Paul Gasol getting his 16 rebounds and 14 assists makes it that much more impressive from a big man. And considering he did it with the lack of talent on his team right now with Jimmy Butler being gone, this only happened on Saturday. With Jimmy Butler being gone, Derrick Rose still kind of coming back and playing the way he's playing. He was the dominant force in this one for the Chicago Bulls, as obviously he helped them to a victory on Saturday. Anthony Davis, though, number one performance of the month of February. There's no debate here. Anthony Davis's performance on the 21st of February. It was not this past Sunday, but the Sunday prior after the All-Star break. 20 rebounds, 59 points, four assists. A 97 on the whiteboard performance scale, an absolutely legendary performance by Anthony Davis on the 21st of February, a dominating performance there by Anthony Davis. That is your top 10 performances in the month of February 2016. Again, apologies for the, uh, the technical difficulties, but that's what happens from time to time. Picks for tonight. Yes, we have our picks for tonight. Six games in the world of the NBA. We're here to give you our picks in the final couple of minutes of the show. We have about two minutes left. Let's just fly through them and give you what we have coming up for tonight. Six games in the world of the NBA, and here they are. Phoenix Suns are playing the Hornets in Charlotte. They're under. They're, they're point underdogs, 12.5 in some lines. Give the Phoenix Suns plus the points because, honestly, I think the Phoenix Suns are going to find a way to keep it close. The Hornets have, have been trying to – get back to regulation. I think the Suns are bouncing back a little bit, figuring out that they have some young guns who can play. I think the, I think the Suns will bounce back and at least make it a 10-point game. They're going to lose, but they're going to make it a 10-point game and make it close. Bulls and Heat. Heat are favored by uh, the – excuse me, the Bulls and Heat. Heat are favored by 5.5 and some, 6.5 and some. I had the Bulls in at plus 6.5. Take the Bulls plus the 6.5. I'm telling you, the Bulls are gonna they're gonna keep it close. They might even win this ball game on NBA TV tonight, 4:30 p.m. Pacific, 7:30 p.m. Eastern. Trailblazers in Madison Square Garden to play Carmelo Anthony and the Knicks. The Trailblazers are favored by five and a half. Take the five and a half. They should dominate this game the way their backcourt's been playing. The Magic at the at the Dallas Mavericks. I had the Mavericks in at minus five on ESPN. It says minus five and a half. Take the Mavericks in the minus five and a half. This is my lock of the day. The Mavericks should absolutely dominate over the Magic in this one, as obviously their matchup should be. Pretty formidable as their guards should match up well against the Magic. Hawks and Warriors. Warriors are favored by 10, favored in 9.5 on ESPN. I would take the Warriors minus the point. They should dominate in this one. They should absolutely light it up on NBA TV in the late game there. And then the Nets go to L.A. The Nets, uh, the Lakers are favored by a point and a half. Take the Lakers as Kobe Bryant will play the Nets probably for the final time in his career. I would take Kobe Bryant and the Lakers in this one minus the 1.5. 
get it going? Let's get it going. We got about a minute left in the show. Sorry again for the technical difficulties. They happen, and I know I've been apologizing a million times, but seriously, it is embarrassing when those things happen. So again, got about a minute left on the show. Thank you again for listening. Again, my YouTube video, I'm going to get to it here in just a moment. Once this episode is over, I will jump into the YouTube video and I will introduce you to our YouTube channel. Again, if you want to check it out, the Hoopers Log channel, subscribe to it, get it going, start it off, get it, you know, introduce yourself to it. It's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a great show. Um, tomorrow for the 83rd episode on the Hoopers Log. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Same time, same place, 9 a.m. It should be a quick show tomorrow. I wouldn't expect a fast one. I got some things to do right after the show, so I'll probably only be in for about 20 minutes. We'll recap what happened. We'll talk about what happened, and then we'll get right on out of here, and we'll go back to our regularly scheduled lives. Thank you again, everybody. Enjoy the show. Go pick those games, and go watch some college basketball. March Madness, baby. March Madness is in the building. It has started. It is getting going. Thank you again for listening. My name is Timo Bucket. Have a fantastic day, everybody.